We have been dealing with the subject of grace for some time now. And by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, we have come to the place of knowing that grace does not come cheap. You have the grace of God, somebody has to pay a price. To be able to walk in grace, you have to also be ready to receive it. If you are not in the position to be able to be uh, available for the grace of God to work through you, then whatever grace may be, and no matter how we speak the grace of God about, it will still not benefit you or benefit the kingdom. And therefore, anything that we are dealing with regards to the grace or regarding the grace of God, we have to realize that it is of a great importance to God and to us as people who are kingdom citizens on earth here. Hallelujah. Every assignment that God gives to man, he gives you enough resources to be able to achieve them. No matter what assignment that you have been given, no matter what responsibility that God brings your way, remember that God will not give you what you cannot carry, nor will he let you handle what you don't have the experience to do or the expertise to be able to accomplish them. If there is any lackings in anything for you to fulfill the things of the kingdom, the Spirit of God has made them available. Hallelujah. You and I, we are not people who are denied from being able to receive enough resources to do our life's assignment, our destiny's responsibility efficiently and effectively on earth here. Hallelujah. And therefore, the subject of grace is a very important one for every one of us to take a very serious note about. And we have been dealing with the conditions of grace, that grace does not come cheap. We have to meet some conditions so that grace can find great expression in our lives and in our ministries. Hallelujah. And today we want to do part two of the conditions of grace. Last week, we came to the place of realizing that we've got to become the subject of grace. We also realized that we have to be partaker of this God's grace that we're talking about. We have to also approve things that are excellent, which means that we have to have a sense of excellency in our dealings. Hallelujah. If we are dealing with everything, we've got to have that sense of excellence around our things, the things that we're doing. Also, the scripture also desires that we have to be sincere until the end so that grace can find expression through us. We all also have to be people without offense until the end. We have to make sure that we don't carry and harbor offenses in our hearts because anytime there is an offense in our lives, grace does not find good expression. We don't see the manifestation of the grace of God. Hallelujah. And also we have to be filled with the fruit of righteousness. Hallelujah. I realize that the church has been speaking, but not on these subjects. And these subjects are very paramount and very needful in the kingdom's work. Hallelujah. And also we came to the place of realizing that we have to let the manner of our life be or become it of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Or whatever we do, we have to mirror the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So today, I want you to realize that there is more to, to grace than what we have heard. 
that grace is 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 a free gift of god yes it is but you have to be in the place of condition for example i'll give a typical example if you are a great person with a great resources and you have seen somebody in need of help and to be able to help them to do what they have to do you realize that oh they need clothes and one of your nice shirts or your nice uh, uh, top, you saw the person in need of clothes, and then you go and give the person as a gift. So please, can you have this and use it to, uh, to be able to cover yourself a bit? And the next thing that you see is the person messing that the clothes that you're giving to the person up, and it's all over the place, it's torn apart in less than a few days or so. But you have kept it neat and nice, and always ironed and <laughs> nicely packaged. And yet, when you give to this person. The person could not keep good uh, good um, report on it or good uh, uh, care of it. And the next time you saw her or him, you realize that mm, this is not a good thing. And, and now the next thing that will come into your mind is this, that you may not be willing to offer or give out any good thing from you to the person again. But if this person that you gave this gift to is properly aligned with life, and knows what it takes to be able to struggle to buy a piece of cloth. And then now you parted your own cloth and gave to the person. And with great appreciation to you and to all that you would do, the person is willing to throw it. The next time you see the person, a sense of joy and gladness fills your head and you want to give more. It's the same thing that comes with this, this grace that we took about. Hallelujah. The apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul will say that the grace of God does not come cheap. He says that when grace abounds, we shouldn't allow sin also to prevail. Hallelujah. So there is always a need for us to be in alignment with the purposes of God and with the will of God so that what God has desired to do through us can become effective and efficient in the things of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Amen. So we've got to come to the place of maturity in God. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I want to read something from the Bible, from uh, John chapter 1, from verse uh, 14 coming down. And let's see the incarnation of how grace came about. So that from that point or from that perspective, we can be able to uh, spell out the second part of the conditions of grace. Amen. The scripture says that, and the word was made flesh. I'm talking from John uh, chapter 1 verse 14 coming down and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of faith and truth and John bear witness of him and cried saying this was he of whom I speak he that cometh after me is prepared for me, he was before me. 16. And of his fullness have all we received and grace for grace. It is of the fullness of our Lord Jesus Christ that all of us has received grace upon grace. For the law was given by Moses. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And this is where I want our focus to be. That the law of this life or the Christian work was given through the, 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 the servant of the Lord Moses. Grace that we are talking about, the divine enablement, 
the strength to make the things happen. The ability that you don't have to look back, but rather focus and build what you need to do to the glory of God. The Bible says that it came through Jesus Christ. It came through Jesus Christ. And for that matter, we have to become students of the word and be prepared to allow Jesus Christ to find divine expression through us to fulfill the agenda of the kingdom's activities. So this grace that we're talking about is very important. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14 also says this, that seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. But we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was also in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Which means that Jesus Christ has also experienced whatever we are experiencing or we may experience even in tomorrow. The grace farabies, if people will use that word, or the one that brought grace into this existence, the Bible says that he also experienced the same life uh, situations that we are all experiencing. But he is without what? Sin. And through him we have received this grace. But for the grace to have expression in our lives, one of the major things that we have to realize that the Apostle Paul will bring in the book of Philippians chapter 2, uh, coming down, and let's start from one, chapter 1, coming down from verse 27. He said, we have to stand fast in one spirit and in one mind with others striving together so that this grace may find expression. Another point, he also says that we do not, we don't have to be terrified about the enemies that are fighting us. This thing, uh, let me stress on here a little bit. Most times the church has focused on the battle more than on the kingdom's activity. And we are almost always fighting the devil and, and focusing on build, uh, building strategies to fight the devil and all that. It is all good. He has his place in the kingdom's agenda. But a main thing that God has called you and I is to be able to expand the kingdom of heaven on earth here. And therefore, for us to be effective in that responsibility, grace has he given to us. And this grace, he says that one of the major things that we have to do for this grace to be able to be fully, be functional in us, is to be able to walk with a sense of courage and boldness and ignore the works of the enemies against us by way of not giving too much attention to what these witches are doing, what these warlords are doing, what is all. It is the responsibility of our God to protect you and I and prevent the enemy to find his own cause in our lives. And therefore, the Bible says that we should never be terrified about our enemies. Actually, there is a place in the scriptures in which he says that we should pray for them and you also love them. So you can realize that the, the, the situations of our enemy must not take the full preeminence in our kingdom's activity, but rather the thing of expanding of the kingdom must be what should be ready, ready, available in our thinking, in our desires, in our ways, in the things that we do daily, so that God can be glorified through us and the kingdom can be expanded on every side. Hallelujah. The first point that I gave was to stand fast in one spirit and in one mind with, with, with others striving together. 
in a sense of unity of purpose that everywhere we are, the kingdom activity, I keep telling people that if you are in a in, in, in charismatic church of uh, whatever Jesus Christ you mentioned the name or Emmanuel Christian Assembly or you are in a, a Action Chapel or you are in, um, in the, the Redeemed Church or you are in KICC or you are whatever or you are in a believing church whatever church that you are in so long as you are with Jesus Christ is your center focus and the kingdom of heaven is your agenda is your plan to expand we all want body in Christ. Hallelujah. I am not above you and neither are you below me. Hallelujah. We are all one body in Christ and therefore there is a need for us to have one sense of spirit and one sense of mind together, striving together to make sure that the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is expanded on every side. The kingdom of our God is having effect on earth here. And so there is a sense of unity of purpose that must also be at play so that glory through the grace will find expression through us in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Point number three. Point number three. We've got to also suffer for the sake of the gospel. Hallelujah. Verse 29, in, uh, verse 29, chapter 1 of Philippians, the Bible says that we also have to endure passion. So suffering for Christ must not become the reason why we run away from the things of the kingdom. That usually is not mentioned in our Christian circles now. Most times it is only the act of us being able to see the, the joy of things and the, the softness of matters. That's the only place that we usually hate. But people of God, there is also another place where sufferings also comes in. Because the Apostle Paul, who is writing this thing, the scripture says that he had to suffer many troubles, many disappointments, many shame, many embarrassment, many uh, decrees of, of almost death. And yet he was standing in. And Prophetitis, one of the servants that was, was administering to Paul, the Bible said that the brother almost lost his life. He almost died. Paul, he almost died because of the activities of the kingdom. He overstretched himself. He overworked himself to the point where his physical body was given up. And he took the grace of God to come in there to restore his health back to him. People of God, we have to be in this place of readiness to also suffer a little while for the kingdom's activity. Sometimes we may suffer hunger. Sometimes we may suffer pain. Sometimes we may suffer rejection. Sometimes we may suffer ridicule and all kinds of accusations, all kinds of challenges, all kinds of situations because we are sons and daughters of the kingdom. We will suffer one way or the other. But one thing I want to encourage you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that do not give or give up or lose hope in what God has called you to do. Remember Jesus Christ, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. He began everything. The scripture says that he also was partaker of our infirmities. Whatever it is that we're going through, Jesus Christ has tested of it before. And so let us not come to that place of thinking that hardship is not part of the Christian work. That grace will not find expression with us if we are working in hardship or difficulties. It is part of the game. It is part of our job. It is part of our assignment. The enemy may inflict wickedness against us, but Jesus is the one that will uphold us. 
begins and will make, will make sure that the situations of the enemy will not overwhelm you. Remember, you are an apple of his eyes. And therefore, if you are in the kingdom's activity and you are telling, thinking that you want grace to find expression in you, remember that suffering is also part of the kingdom's job. Hallelujah. We've got to suffer for his sake. We have to endure some hardship for his sake. We have to go through some challenges for his sake. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And the last point is this, that we also have the, the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is very important. People of God, God, through Jesus Christ, the Bible says that in Revelations, that who will I send and who will vote for me? And there was silence and the, the apostle who wrote John, when he wrote it, he said that he cried because he was in the atmosphere where the request was made and no voice was willing to accept the words that was coming because the challenge of coming on earth here, the scripture says in Genesis chapter 6 that the wickedness of men was continually and perpetually rising before before God. And God, the scripture says in verse 6 that it grieved God for making man and he desired to wipe everyone and everything out of the face of the earth. But you know, there was a voice also who responded. The Bible says that the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth, the lamb came and said that, I will go, I will go take the scroll. And he was able to bring salvation to us. That is Jesus Christ. That is Jesus Christ, which we read in First John, and John chapter 1, verse 14, 15, and 16, that he is the glory of the Father, full of grace and truth. And we beheld the glory, the glory, hallelujah. So people of God, in terms of us to have the mind of Christ, it means that we have to have a sense of thinking about the kingdom. The kingdom perspective must be in our talk, it must be in our walk, must be in our dealings, it must be in our it must be in our sight. Everything that we do, whether you are a farmer, you have to have the thinking of the kingdom of God in your mind. Whether you are a business person, the kingdom of God must be play in your in your business activities whether you are a doctor and nurse whether you are a lawyer or a physician whatever position you hold in this life and let me draw your attention to this whether even you are a cook remember remember that the kingdom of god must be in your mind in all that you do so that god can find expression through the work of your hands he can find expression through the position that you occupy he can find expression through the areas that you have influences if we decide to limit ourselves from not being able to allow the kingdom to work through us to have the light minds of Christ in us then we are strengthening the glory of God in our life and making the work of the kingdom very ineffective hallelujah so today i want to encourage you by the message of god that one of the conditions that of grace is that we have to have the mind of christ we have to have the way jesus thinks we have to think the same way hallelujah he thinks of healing that he doesn't want to see anybody struggle so when you see a sick person the same heart must be in your in your heart he doesn't want anyone to perish for for lack of knowledge of god or the kingdom of god and so if you see somebody who is not a christian you begin to have that sense of thinking in your heart you want to share christ with the person so people of god the mind of christ must also be in our minds so that grace may be effective through us. Hallelujah. 
uh, point number number five or four. I don't know where I am now, but the next point is that we have to have the love of Christ. Amen. The love of Christ. The scripture says that the Bible says that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts and it's through us. Jesus Christ had to bear a lot of pain, a lot of punishment, a lot of difficulties just for the sake of love. Keep telling people that the love of God, if we are talking about love, love is painful. Hallelujah. Love is painful. Because of love, the one that you love most may have offended you, but because of love, you cannot afford to keep quiet, but you have to endure the love, uh, the pain that the person is inflicting on you and find ways and means to help the person to come to the place of knowledge and understanding. Love is very expensive. Love is not that cheap. So when somebody shouts out and says, oh, I love you, I wonder which kind of love, amen, or which one are you talking about today? Hallelujah. Because if we are talking about genuine love, which the Bible says that God is love, he's talking about the one that is able to endure a lot of things, who has a stomach to endure a lot of things that is not really, I don't know how to express it, but hey, love is painful. Love is strong. Love is pure. Love is hard. Love is difficult. That is why we've tried to walk the way that Christ will give to us. Amen. And so the Bible says that we have to also have love, the expression of love in us. That is where grace can really find its full work in us. If there is no love in us, we cannot see grace working through us. If there is no love in you, Jesus Christ can never be effective through you. So let love speak and let love also leave. Amen. Another point. Another condition of grace. Let nothing be done through strive or vain glory in the kingdom. The Bible says that we should never ever do anything out of strive and the seeking of vain glory in the kingdom of God. That is uh, chapter 2 of Philippians verse 3. Verse 3. We've got to be careful in everything that we do. That we are doing it wholeheartedly. We are doing it genuinely. We are doing it not to seek for the favor of people or the fame of God or anything from man. No. But rather to the glory of God and for the furtherance of the kingdom's purpose. We are doing what we are doing. So if you are somebody who have financial resources that you can give, if you have time to be able to support the kingdom, if you have influence to support the kingdom, you are doing it on the purpose of making sure that the kingdom is able to do to go through what it must go through to expand on every side, not for our own personal gain or our own personal gratification. No. The apostle Paul says that I use my pain. I use my, chast my chastisement and all the trouble that I went through, all the chains that I was held up with, all of them, the imprisonment, I used them all to the glory of God. Every one of them, it was not to use it for my own purpose, but rather that Jesus Christ would be found through these activities that I went through, through the pains and all the challenges. So everything that I did, I did it to the glory of God for the kingdom of God's purpose. And so, people of God, whatever we do, one of the conditions of grace is that we have to do everything not with strive or the seeking of vain glory in the kingdom. If we do that, grace 
will work in us in Jesus' name. Another point, he says that we have to esteem others better than ourselves and be interested in people. I'll stress on this again. The Bible says that we have to, verse 2, uh, chapter 2, verse 3, says that we have to esteem others better than ourselves and be interested in people. If people are not your focus, then everything else will be just a waste of time. Hallelujah. And if we don't esteem others better than us, then grace will have no voice through our actions. Hallelujah. We don't have to see ourselves as people who are high above anything. I don't know what to say, but hey, I've seen this thing working in many places. Hallelujah. That people behave as if they are their gods of the heavens and earth. And they control the affairs of everything. And you know, without them, nobody can go to God or speak to God. And they are the best of all the people who carries all the best of powers or authority anywhere else on earth here. But I want to administer this word unto you today. That if we really want to be people who are experiencing the grace of God through us, the Bible says that we have to be people's person. We have to love people. We have to love men. Hallelujah. We have to love those that the Lord has created in his image. We have to respect them. And the scripture even puts it this way that we have to esteem them even better than us. So that when we are before them, when we are falling upon them, when we are asking them to come to the place of the knowledge of God, grace may find its food working through us in the name of Jesus Christ. So divine esteem, esteeming of one another better than ourselves and also the interest that we find in people begin to create a new platform of strength in us to be able to alter the grace and the power of God to bring many to the same place where Jesus will be glorified through them. Jesus is desiring that you and I will become the careers of his glory, the bearers of his grace, the ability to lift people up, to esteem men and respect people. Hallelujah. Not to look down on one another. Hey, you are a woman, and so you cannot do this. Hey, you are a man, you are this, that. Hey, you are on this color. You know, people can use all kinds of things, you know, uh, to determine a whole lot of stuff. But hey, I'm here to let you know that if grace will work through you, if we can see the glory of God working through us, which is full of grace and truth, that is our Lord Jesus Christ. We have to be people's person. We have to love men. We have to esteem people higher than even ourselves. And the next point is this. We have to obey the gospel. We have to obey the gospel. Obedience is a key. Obedience is a key. I think it's one of the major and one of the master keys of the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. Because the kingdom of heaven does not work on the agenda of men, but it works on the agenda of God's purpose. So whatever God wants to do, he goes by his rules and his agenda. And so we men on earth here, if we want to let heaven come on earth and want to see the glory of God working through us, we have to obey what heaven says. We have to be people willing to let down our guards and let God be God in our lives. We have to be people who are willing to allow Jesus Christ 
to be fully matured in us to find expression, even though we may not agree or even though we may not fully understand the full picture of what Jesus wants to do or what heaven wants to bring to pass. But we still believe that God has got it all factored together. And so we will give him full expression for him to have his way with us. And so one of the major things that the Bible says that grace will find a good work in us is to have a sense of obedience to the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So what God says, we obey. Amen and amen. Whatever the Lord says, we do what? We obey in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And point number uh, number nine or ten, I don't know which one it is. Is it? And also, that the next point is that we have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. We've got to work our salvations with fear and trembling. If the salvation that the Lord has given to you and I, if we don't value it, if we don't take a sense of pride in that and we carry it with a sense of reverence, we might lose it because. People of God, the enemy has got all kinds of tricks at his sleeves to be able to pull something at your eyes. By the time you realize, you would have lost a lot of grounds in the spirit. And if you lose those grounds, he gain advantage and begin to buffet you and I and to make us lose a lot of opportunities. And so one thing that God wants us to do is to begin to walk in this capacity where we allow the salvation that Jesus Christ has given to us as a gift, we have to reverence it, respect it, carry it with high esteem, with great love, with great care, with great attention. Hallelujah. We don't trivialize what we have obtained through the finished work on the cross. We have to value it because Jesus Christ had to pay a price for our salvation. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says that one of the conditions of grace is that we have to work our salvation with fear and trembling. There's a work involved, people of God. There is a work involved. It is not to be taken for granted, but we've got to do something to be able to earn something. We have to do something so that something can also work through us. I mean, Christ Jesus can work through us. Also, so with whatever it is that we have and any way that Christ has given to us as an opportunity to experience a lot from him, one thing that we have to have at the back of our mind is the, the area of our salvation. We have to respect it, value it, and work on it daily, daily, every day. Hallelujah. Every day. We don't have to be part-time Christians. I keep, I keep saying this. There are a lot of people are part-time. It's only Sundays that the Christian virtues just pops up. Hallelujah. But I will, I will encourage you that you live your life as a child of God every day, every time, in your sleep, in your waking life, in, in your work life, in your business life, in your thinking life, in your conversations, in your actions, everything that you do, let Christ Jesus be found and be seen through that. And if you do that, grace will be made manifest through you. We also have to walk by the standard of the gospel. We have to walk by the standard of the gospel. Hallelujah. Also, we have to be aware of the things that would draw us away from the things of the, of the kingdom. We have to be careful people that does not give ourselves so freely and easily to things that will draw us away from the kingdom. People of God, this I want to draw your attention to as part two today. 
that everything that you are doing, remember that God is watching. Remember, heaven is recorded. So if we do what is right, if we are people who are willing to walk as the gospel desires us to walk to the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, if you want to walk with one mind and one heart and willing to strive together with brothers and sisters for the sake of the gospel, the Lord will be glorified in us. We don't have to be terrified or be afraid of the enemies that comes in our way. Remember, Jesus Christ has factored all those matters into his uh, agenda. And so he will not allow the enemy to overwhelm us. Remember, also, we have to come to the place of maturity. And the scripture says that we have to suffer for the sake of the kingdom. Sometimes you have to pay a price. Hallelujah. Sometimes some of us will have to stay away for a long time. We have to deny our food sometimes. We have to deny our pleasure sometimes. There are some places we can't go, some holidays we can't take because we because of the kingdom. Hallelujah. So sometimes we have to suffer for the grace of uh, for the sake of the kingdom. Amen. And we also have to have the mind of Christ, how Christ sees things, how Christ thinks about matters. We have to begin to develop that. And let that work through us so that we can also find the expression of grace in us. Also, we have to have the love of Christ. The love, I kept on saying that love is deep. Love is strong. Love can kill. Love can really cause you a lot of pain. Love is difficult. Hallelujah. It's not that simple as people think. Hallelujah. So Jesus Christ will say that we have to be partaker of the kingdom. And we have to also have the love that he has. Hallelujah. Because of love, he went to the cross and died. That's why I'm saying that love can kill. Love because of love. The Bible said, John 3, says that for God so loved the world that he gave. It was the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, that he gave to the, to the, to the earth and to all to mankind. So people of God, love can be very expensive. Hallelujah. If that's the only thing that the Father had, but because of the love that he had for you and I, he decided to let that what he had and give it to us so that we can gain life back. People of God, love is very expensive. So we have to just that so that the kingdom of God will be found uh, expanding on every side that we find ourselves. And also, we shouldn't do anything with strive or vainglory. People who are vainglory seekers, sometimes they want everybody to know that they are the ones that are giving the best of cash, the best of time, the best of this. But it's all good to do that. But hey, let Jesus be the one that will hear your story. Hallelujah. Let Jesus hear your story and tell him that, Father, I want to boast in front of you that by your grace, I'm able to do this for your kingdom. By your grace, I'm able to provide these resources for your kingdom. By your grace, I've been able to open these doors for your kingdom. By your grace, I've supported the ministry of your man servant in this area. So people of God, when we do this kind of stuff, then the glory of God will be seen through us. And also the Bible says that we have to take estimation, we have to respect people, we have to value life, we have to esteem others more than even ourselves and also be interested in them. So we have to obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and work out our salvation with fear and trembling. This is what the Lord sent me and share with you. So whatever it is that you are uh, going through and anything that you have heard today, I'm pleading with you by the message of God that remember that grace does not come cheap, but there is a price to pay. There's a condition meet up. And it's not a difficult condition. It's a natural way of living. It's just a normal kingdom lifestyle. If you can have this as your lifestyle, 
people of God, you will be amazed what God will do through you to affect life in this life. Hallelujah. So this is what God sent me to share with you. Whatever it is that you have heard today, I pray that it will continue to resonate with you and work with you. Share with a brother, share with a sister, share with friends and family that Emmanuel Christian Assembly, these are some of the things that we have learned by the grace and the mercies of God, that the conditions of grace works out well with us. Only we are willing to allow this to work through us. Hallelujah. Amen and amen.